Please listen carefully. Hi, ho there, all you radio film school students. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that every main episode has some kind of bonus segment after the credits. It's my way of rewarding those of you who stay through the end. On episodes one and two, those were the father figure episodes, the bonus segments were related to the making of the inspirational video Spelling Father. It was a spoken word piece by Marshall Davis Jones, and the video was by the Emmy Award winning studio Still Motion. The bonus segment for episode one had a really funny he said, she said story about the making of the video, where Marshall's recounting of the event was a tad different than Patrick Moreau. Patrick Moreau is one of the co founders of Still Motion. The bonus segment for episode two of the show was a follow-up to a cliffhanger that was created in episode one, where I point out how the TEDx version of Marshall's poem doesn't refer to his dad as a deadbeat, whereas the popular still motion version, the one that got millions of views when it was picked up by Upworthy, does. So in that bonus, I bring Marshall back to explain what happened. His answer is very profound and just so happens to make a great analogy about the nature of art. On the off chance that some of you didn't stick around for those bonuses, I'm presenting them here for you in this standalone episode as they were presented in their original episodes. Oh, and if you stick around after this bonus, I have something else special for you. So we were just going through some poems and that was the poem. I was like, oh, I have one more. And they were like, yeah, sure. And then I did it. And then after I did it, all of a sudden, like they, it went from like, Oh, we're filming like, you know, one shot to like, hold on, we need to like set this up <laughs> and put the background and like so on and so on. Mm. So like, were they just doing their C and B game before all of that? Like, you always have this impression, still motion, like everything they do is just like, you know, to the nines. <laughs> but the way you're describing it, it's like, okay, we're just going to, you know, like, like we're going to do the, we're going to do the. The pinch hitter or the, you know, the bench hitter, whatever it's called. And then they this came out. I was like, oh, we actually have this other stuff. Let me pull out the real guns. Like, like what were they doing um, before that? They had the red. So it wasn't like they were filming me with like, you know, uh, not to take, you know, they, they were filming with the red. So yeah. they had the red camera on and that, you know, so we already know. they started with the red. Yeah, they started with the red. Okay. And I already knew from like research that the red was like that camera that like if you can afford this like you could do like hollywood esque movies yeah, movies are you shot know with red all the time sure exactly yeah. so i was like oh cool i'm i'm we're shooting with the red boom 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 and we had and they wanted to shoot like a lot of my poems so i i i performed like five four pieces so it was like the end of the night and it was like okay i got one more poem and they were like cool and then i did it and they were like wait a moment like it it basically like gave them an extra boost of energy because we were all kind of getting like tired it was like a long day it was like okay boom we we went to do the the the, the clothes and the changing and the this and the moving around okay what's this poem about blah, 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 blah. um and then it was like they got that burst mm-hmm. of um like that you know that 20 you know that 23rd hour where you're like ooh, uh, right. we're getting tired and they were like no we're up we're good. Um, rolling. Let's do this, 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 this. And uh, again, I think it was just sort of like for that moment to have happened, it was like we were we were great where we were. And then for them to feel on the other end of that poem that that they were that they were, you know, OK, we're going to put the extra last burst of we that we have of life before we go to bed tonight. We're going to put that into this um, because this poem moved us so much. 
So that's really where, you know, that that's how I would definitely frame how that experience uh, came about for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can't, um, still can't wait to ask uh, some, uh, Patrick about it. <laughs> but, uh, what, but, you know, but you know what's cool about the story? You're saying that was the last one. You that said you had one, one more. Like that, like, it's like you can't write that stuff, right? Or usually when you hear it, it sounds like if you were to see the making of that, like if someone were to reenact this whole scene, right, and they were to put it up mm. on the big screen and it's a scene from a movie and you knew it's based on a true story, like you would think that aspect of the story was made up for Hollywood. Oh, like, you know, he was doing all this crazy stuff. He's like, well, I do have one more. And that's the one that like goes gangbusters, right? Like, <laughs> I know you know what like now <laughs> saying that back I see it like you're like hmm did that yeah no that's yeah yeah that's exactly how it was like yeah I got I got I got one more guys they're like cool so that that night when we were then in the warehouse doing all these different pieces uh, spelling father was one of the first pieces we did and I think that it's it's so strong and so powerful because he was so fresh and he was able to to go there and have so much conviction. When, when you say Spelling Father was one of the first pieces you did, like what do you mean by that? Well, we did um, we did three. Okay. So it was when we showed up. It was the first thing that we did. Um, versus when the by the end of the night when we're doing touchscreen, um, it, it's starting to feel a little bit more like he's performing it and less like he's living it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which, I mean, it's still mind blowing. Uh, but you can, you know, when you get to know Marshall well, you can definitely feel that difference. Okay. So this is a fun example of he said, she said, okay. (laughs) Because the story that Marshall told me was that you guys did all these pieces, right? And it was, uh, minimalistic, like you said, all right. He didn't use those terms, but what he did say was, um, after you guys had finished these pieces, he said, well, you know, I do have one more. And the one more that he had was Spelling Father. And then he started to do it. He did it. And then after he did it, you guys were like, wait a minute, we got to do this right. Because there was something about the piece that really it touched you. And then you got out more light and stuff and whatnot. And then you had him do it again. And so, and so then after that, he and I talked about how cool it was and how movie-like it was that after all these pieces, this one, well, I do have like one more, and it was almost like a script where the one thing that he pulled out, the last thing he pulled out was this piece. But your story is, it was the first thing he did. Okay, so is he remembering it wrong, or are you remembering it wrong? I would go with Marshall Jones's version of the events that <laughs> night. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm deducing... Uh, because I don't remember it clearly. What I do remember clearly is that touchscreen was more of a struggle. And uh-huh. I do know that, you know, when he goes there and he's fully present, he just hits another level of, of yeah. um, how he's able to convey his art. So right. um, that's where I was. I, I had thought that that was why it was at the end, because I know that we weren't we didn't feel like he was matching his TEDx performance mm. with the with the touchscreen. Right. Like and, and he was he was fumbling a bit and, you know. He, he told us, I, I haven't done this in a long time. Right. Like, I'm not, it's just not there. Um, so he wasn't as prepared for that one versus the other one. So yeah. um, that is entirely possible. I do certainly remember the fact that he did it. And then, you know, I remember the crew going, what just happened? <laughs> and then and then kind of going, wait a minute, we weren't prepared for that. Like, let's let's go, you know, let's bring back out some lights. Let's switch around. Let's get another angle. And we really kind of started going, you know, because we had thought it was like a one take and we're and we're wrapped. And then right. everybody came together and said, no, 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 <laughs> we, we, we got to take our time. And 
it ended up being the one that we did a whole graphic treatment on that we spent all the time on and then, you know, goes on to be an upworthy best of all time with like two million views. Oh, wow. That's upworthy's best of all time. It, well, not right. the best. It's in, in their, their collection of right. the best of all time. In all seriousness, it was almost three years ago that they shot that piece. So I can give Patrick the benefit of the doubt. Plus, besides, it is so much more of a Hollywood ending the way Marshall tells it. So that was in episode one. If you haven't heard episode one, go back and check it out. It's profoundly profound. Okay, so here's Marshall now explaining why he changed the story for TEDx. One thing that's really cool that I'm not sure is totally clear in my edit is that Marshall made up the change on the spot. Like he didn't go into the piece planning to change it. That dude is very talented. Enjoy. Previously on the show... It's got such solid structure mm -hmm. where you get this conflict early on and you don't quite understand what he means or what he's saying and then he takes you on this journey to reveal that you know his mother is this um incredibly supportive figure in his life and i hope that one day i'll be as great of a father as she was for me you did not ask me to spell deadbeat sir it, it can be polarizing which often strong art <laughs> says something yeah, it's sure what i found intriguing about all of this is that if you listen to the tedx version of the piece Marshall doesn't use the word deadbeat. I hope that one day I'll be as great of a father as she was for me. You did not ask me to spell disappointment or heartbreak. You did not ask me how to learn to grow to be man enough to walk 1,000 miles of forgiveness, sir. Why did this story change? What happened between the still motion recording two years ago and the TEDx recording a year later? Was there a reconciliation of sorts? Did the piece just naturally evolve? Only one man truly knows the answer, and that's Marshall himself. This week, we find out why he changed it and the significance of that change. There was a place where I just kind of developed a lot of compassion for really where my mom and dad were at the time that I was conceived, like where they were in life and how, uh, if I look at it in retrospect, I don't think that they were right for each other you know like and all of those things kind of and not in a bad way of like not right for each other because x y and z um but they just had very interesting challenges growing up as kids and growing up into adults and they were very young at the time and i think that their their challenges weren't compatible with each other to help each other grow past them or through them and uh all of those things kind of like as I was performing and doing this poem and realizing that here was another stage where I'm talking about my relationship to my mother, really my mother and my father. And I decided I just, I didn't want to label him anymore as a, as a deadbeat dad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was just like, I remember like not, like I was in my brain you know, I was just like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Like, you know, the, I'm so used to doing the poem and kind of just going through it very, you know, succinctly um, and very, you know, like I've done the poem a hundred times. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it. And, you know, and get into that place where I just wanted to, to do it differently. And I look at poems or art in general for males. It's the closest thing that we can get to being um, 
This is the closest aspect to what it's to what a woman must feel when she gives birth to a child, which is the culmination of this 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 crashing of DNA that like creatively comes together and then merges into something and then comes out of you. I think that for us as men, that's the closest thing we have to that. And in that essence, we have, you know, our creations, I think, have lives of their own and they grow and they sort of become their own entity. They come, they become their own person, really only influenced by the source. And so the poem, um, I think, just had a moment where it was like, I need, I need to grow here past this perspective. And, you know, and through me, it was allowed to do that. I hope you enjoyed those, even if it was for a second time. Let me know what you think about these standalone bonus segments. Email me at radiofilmschool at daredreamer.fm. Music for this episode was curated from freemusicarchive.org. Links to artists and tracks are in the show notes. Speaking of music, as of episode three, Song Freedom has become an official sponsor of the show, and they have a very special offer for Radio Film School listeners. Use the offer code RADIO, and you will get one song credit fuse for any silver or gold license for any standard or commercial use. That could be up to $199, so head on over to songfreedom.com and use offer code RADIO. We really appreciate their support. As usual, it would be a huge help to the show if you would go on iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Next Tuesday, October 6th, we have another hilarious short ends episode for you. This one is entitled, Do I Sound Black? <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. You won't want to miss it. Until next week, remember, if the story sucks, I don't care what you shot it with or cut it on. I'm out. As usual, it would be a huge help to the show if you would go on iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Uh, for the past few weeks, we've been kind of bouncing around uh, the rankings of one through five in the top visual arts category for iTunes. So if you guys go and give us some ratings, maybe we can kick it up a notch. That was lame. Don't use that. Uh, 